wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> you stupid bitch. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Wigging Out. Woo! My, um, I'm your host, Martyr. And I'm C. Tepper. Oh my god. Hello. Great. Woo! Welcome. And today we are interviewing our lovely friend. She is beautiful no matter what we say. No matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Words mis- can't bring her down. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Miss Vicky, Vicky DeVille. DeVille. Woo! Hello. Welcome to the pod, lovely. Uh, oh my God, so happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> and you're at home. We knew for our first guest, it had to be someone we both knew and like loved and respected and mi- admired, and it and they weren't available, so we got <laughs> you instead. Well, yes, I'm always available. I and have no gigs. And then Vicky <laughs> offered their home to for us to um, record in, so yeah. we're just like, I guess. Yeah, that's we, like we finally <laughs> left Brooklyn, everyone. We finally did it. I did. <laughs> at this point, I'm just like a podcast slut, and like that's people just also keep why. coming over, that's doing geeky. podcasts here, and then just like leaving me. I'm used to it by now. That kind of turns me on a little yeah. bit. Honestly, <laughs> I would do that. I want to be the star where they just like in 20 years, they just come to my home and be like, yes, record everything. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was like another reason I definitely wanted you as our first like guest because you are like, you have so much experience doing podcasts. I mean, I like the last couple podcasts I did, I just, I was with my friends. So that definitely yeah. made it a lot easier because mm-hmm. you kind of just feel like relaxed and you're just like mm-hmm. kikiing with your friends. Yeah. yeah. And that's what uh, my interviews usually go like. I'm just like, hey. How are you? <laughs> let's I know. Let's we talk know. shit. Oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's the only reason I have friends is because we just get together and talk shit. That's yeah. like I the mean, only thing I we have like in common. I feel like that's just like part of like that's just drag, drag culture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let's get into this a okay. little bit. Okay. We're literally sipping tea and yeah, that's we are. Oh, we are. Some tea. We're having like, green tea right if now. If you could see it, there's tea in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Vicky, how did you start drag? If you want to get into that. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> wow, the beginning. So This is the beginning. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that's going to get it of the rest of July. <laughs> of July, yes. Oh yeah. We're not th- we're not quite there yet. We're still in Pride month, but July's coming up very quickly. Um so getting into drag, I I really got into drag um from my two friends, Wesley and Maxwell, who I say are my drag dads. Um, they're a gay couple. They're like my best friends. I've known Wesley since I was in FIT. Oh, cute. Um, and Maxwell, they're they're married now. Um, they've been together for like, I don't know, six years, like a very long time. Like they're just like two very like they're two very close people um with me and so when I first got into drag, it was it was pretty much like everyone telling me like, oh, my God, Vicky, you have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. You would love it. You would love it. Oh, my God, you have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. It's the gateway drug, honestly. Right. <laughs> but when everyone tells me that I'll like something, I just like almost resist it. I'm just like, stop telling me I'm going to like this. I probably will, but I don't want to like get involved. It's like it's like that with like music artists and mm-hmm. albums and just like ev- yeah. movies. Yeah. People are like, you have to watch this movie. You have to watch this movie. And I'm just like, I don't want to because you told me I have to. <laughs> but... They literally sat my ass down and put on Drag Race, and I was instantly hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right; uh, it was during season seven that we that they started watch like showing me episodes. And by season eight, um, they had these rituals where they would go to boxers every Monday. Which one? The boxers in Chelsea, gotcha. and at this point, it was hosted by Alexis Michelle. Oh wow! <laughs> oh cute! And uh, we go every Monday, and we'd wear we had matching Heather's t- uh, sweatshirts <laughs> that we'd wear, Aww. and we'd get like the two for one drinks, and we'd just watch Drag Race, and that was kind of like me like getting to know drag culture like firsthand with like Alexis Michelle being there, and then also through like a more like national viewed like television show mm-hmm. um so like i just uh, i was m- more like in awe of like the transformation like looking mm-hmm. at all these like beautiful queens being like oh my god like how like this is all makeup and like fake hair and like fake tits and ass i'm like how do they look so good like it's it was like magic so i i just wanted about? to like <laughs> learn their secrets mm-hmm. So I started like I think my first like YouTube search was like Naomi Smalls makeup because I just like wanted Aww. to like look like Naomi Smalls, 
And then, you know, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll buy like a lace front wig or, you know, and it was just kind of like a snowball effect where eventually I just started like going out like dressed as a drag queen. Mm -hmm. It was more of like an homage. Like I would go to drag shows in this around the city dressed as a drag queen because I wanted the queens to know that like I was there like to see them. Like I appreciate what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually it just went from like an interest to an obsession to (laughs) just like full blown like took over my entire life. And how I got into performing was by going out around the city in drag to all these drag shows and like pretty much without fail every single time I'd go out no matter what I was wearing multiple people would be like oh my god has anyone ever told you that you look like Christina Aguilera (laughs) (laughs) and like I never thought of myself as like a Christina lookalike but you know with the blonde hair with the drag makeup like I was just kind of like okay like I thank you that's a great compliment you know Christina's gorgeous Mm -hmm. but it it became like so repetitive and people just like do you do Christina you should perform a Christina song you should do Christina so eventually like after you know months and months of like watching shows like seeing other performers and like all the encouragement to like do Christina eventually I was like you know what fuck it I'm doing Christina (laughs) so uh there was a uh celebrity lookalike drag show hosted by um Aquaria and Andorra at uh Legend Wednesday back in the day at Rise Bar and there was like best celebrity lookalike impression gets $150 cash so I was like this is it this is my chance I'm gonna do Christina plus I was like very close with like Andorra at the time um and so I came I did Christina, I did Candyman. I like literally made the entire costume from scratch. I ordered like a brand new wig. I, like I went all out. Like I did not hold back. And all my friends came out to support me and I won the contest. Yay. And Which would be the first, not the first of many, I feel like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but it w- I was on like such a high from it. It was just, it felt so good. And I was like, you know, I would like to do this again, but I wasn't really sure. But it turns out that actually Shaquita was at that show out of drag oh. and you know i knew it was shaquita so after the show i went up to her was like talking to her for a little bit and she's like you know you should come do drag wars uh. and i was like you know i really want to like obviously i was still like scared at the time um but i after that i had gone to watch a couple of the drag wars and saw like what a welcoming stage it was mm-hmm. and how there's such a like diverse group of performers that like come and they're all like still like you know baby queens who were kind of like coming into their own and like like getting familiar with the stage and the audience. So I thought it was a really great um, opportunity competition. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. To, uh, to do drag wars. So I went, I did drag wars. um, And the first time was like, you know, it was like, it it was a great experience, like meeting all these Queens and all the, the Queens, they, you know, they teach you how to do things. Like they, they teach you how to like flip your hair without your wig flying off. They like Mm -hmm. show you what products they use and you know, everyone helps everyone else there. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the second time I went back and I was like, I'm going to do better than the first time. I was like motivated and I did Christina (laughs) and then I won. (laughs) So I was like, okay, clearly there is a need for Christina drag in New York city. So that's kind of like where I, how I got my start. When about was this? Like what year ish? This was, um, this was 2017. Oh, okay. So, yeah. not too, so yeah. I consider my like drag birthday. It mm. was like uh, December, uh, like like a few days before my actual birthday, mm-hmm. December, like six, my birthday is December 19th. Mm-hmm. But my first time officially out in drag was December 16th of 2016. Oh, wow. Um, it was like days before my like 30 first birthday oh my god yeah i'm old sorry i started to include that i started <laughs> drag pretty late later than most queens because i'm a woman and i never thought that women did drag you know if i had known oh, sure, that there yeah. was an opportunity like if for women to do drag i definitely would have started it like at a much younger age but like i was never you know really a part of that world until you know years later and you wouldn't even know from rupaul's drag race and i yeah exactly no i've been watching drag race since what i say season seven yeah so and i didn't even know from that show that women did drag it wasn't until maxwell had sent me this video by broadly which i i believe they're like uh, like a division of vice or yeah yeah yeah, um and it was like a profile on women doing 
drag in London. Oh, I remember that video actually. Yeah, yeah. and it featured like AFAB performers such as Victoria Sin, and mm-hmm. there were like a couple other oh, queens. And I watched this, uh, and he's like, "See, you can do drag." And I was just like, "Well, yeah, this looks fabulous, but I don't live in London, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, obviously, like." the idea kind of like resonated with me and I was just like, well, I don't live in London, but I do live in New York city. And if I can make it here, (laughs) I can make it anywhere. (laughs) So, you know, I, that's, that was like my first kind of like, Oh, maybe like this is a possibility. Yeah. I think also in New York, you don't, unless you're really involved in the scene, there aren't that many cisgender, like AFAB Queens who do femme drag. Like Mm. there's not that many where you could like, just go out to a show and see them performing. Right. I feel like you're kind of, you're one of the people kind of paving the way for that right now. But like, if like around that time someone was going out and like trying to see that you wouldn't right unless you knew very specifically where to go i mean exposure is Mm -hmm. a huge thing and social media is great for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um a lot of the afab femme queens you know on social media sometimes are a little bit harder to find i feel like a lot of them at least the ones i've seen tend to do drag at home they're not like, like outperforming they're like queens i think that's the bedroom queens yeah yeah bedroom queens like because i wrote about it in my book and um the ones i would find that did amazing makeup amazing looks they mostly like i didn't find any performance videos they right. seem to never go out and perform so i have a question for you yeah. oh, like <laughs> what is the difference between a makeup artist who does drag makeup and mm. a drag queen well i think they're both v- valid forms of drag it's just one's performing it in as like in a theatrical sense and one's the, like an entertainer yeah, and one's yeah. More an of artist like on, as a th- theater performer and yeah. the other is like in the makeup realm they're still presenting gender it's just in different forms it's like Ariel Versace is like an Instagram queen. She wasn't really known for her performances, but she's still doing drag. Yeah, like I, I don't consider myself a makeup artist, clearly. <laughs> but I you do consider uh, <laughs> I do consider myself a drag queen. So it's yeah. just sort of like I, I take the um, performance aspect of uh, performing gender. Like that's my art form. Mm-hmm. I think um, they both perform gender. I think mm-hmm. one is just performing it in a theatrical sense and the other is through visuals yeah purely visuals which it, i think yeah, that that I goes that. with all drag because right. i feel like yeah. with the rise of instagram like drag is I, there's new forms of drag expression right. compared of to course. how there used to be i agree with you but i do have to say that i do think it's very important as a drag queen to be involved in your community 100 percent. and if you're just doing drag in your bedroom at home like you need to like walk out the door and go outside because going outside and drag and being like in the world you know in the in the bars on the stages like is a completely different experience than just like doing your makeup for three hours and washing it off and like taking an instagram picture the thing is with a lot of afab femme queens a lot of them are very young so they're underage so they can't go to the clubs they're stuck at home they have nowhere to go of course i 100 percent agree with you i think once they hit 21 and I think those kids, um, some of them have the chance to um, go to like DragCon or other like yeah, age friendly. Yeah, th- those sort of are venues. like uh, right. oh, yeah. also a lot of like kids' parents don't approve of that yeah. either. So yeah. they have to kind of yeah. I wish there were more. Closeted. I wish there were more spaces for like aspiring young queens to like be able to like get together and hang out besides like DragCon. Yeah. yeah, you know because of the it's like There's once or twice a year you have to be in New York or you have to be in LA and it costs you know it costs money. Yeah, yeah. and there's just it's not very intimate I guess yeah definitely not so it's like it's like a it's like drag Disney you know I know a lot of like cosplayers that did that when they were younger mm-hmm. um, like cosplayed and then they eventually like got into drag that way so like cosplay conventions not all of them but some of them uh, are free so like they can ah. do sort of explore that kind of like realm and um, eventually grow into a drag superstar I don't well know. what <laughs> i found interesting so yuha hamasaki has a lot of um all ages what did you shows. call her <laughs> you are you it's you are you are you totally said you are but whatever hamasaki she has a lot of all ages shows and um you see these kids like finally have a chance to just see drag and like their eyes light up and they finally like have an opportunity b- to be a part of it and i wish there was more of that yeah out there. my I agree. Uh, my first time in new york i went to lips um oh, oh yes. yeah oh, yeah 
um, I was underage, mm-hmm. and um, but I don't think they knew. No, that. The, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an all age venue. It's, it's um, I think it's like sixteen plus or something. Oh, okay, like that, yeah, because that um, because I took my sister there for sweet sixteen. I wanted to see New York drag, but I was I was like twenty, like I was like so close to being twenty one, and I couldn't get any clubs. I didn't have a um a legal fake yet. Yeah. Um, but um. I, the queens just like accepted me. I was like by myself. I like got like a seventy dollar dinner <laughs> and like enjoy the it's show. So <laughs> it's really expensive. It's so expensive. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, one queen, I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but like she like took pity on me and was like, "What? What's your deal? Why are you here?" <laughs> um, and then she she gave me like a little um, note and was like, "Go to the Ritz. Go talk to Peppermint. This is before season nine or um, before like I knew who Peppermint was." And um, I ended up not going because of I was afraid of the age thing. But, uh, like, that, just sort of that kindness, like, showing, yeah. like, a younger queer yeah. person, like, um, go find your community kind of thing. Of course. Like, I think that's so vital. And I, I want that, too. I've had some, some issues with some of the um, uh, drag children. Um, yes. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. That'll but, be another uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do want to develop sort of like a blossoming community for people to express themselves because I, I yeah know, i think especially you know. when you're younger and so like impressionable you need like some sort of community out there of course anyway <laughs> back to vicky <laughs> speaking of lips okay oh. lips was one of my first drag shows too, oh, me too. <laughs> and i was underage but like when i was 17 this was like 2003 so the lips was down on Bank Street in the village. Oh, oh yeah, and it was like really tiny. Uh-huh. And I remember our waitress was this fabulous share impersonator. Yeah. And she's like, oh, 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 "What can I get you, honey?" <laughs> yeah. And I remember I paid like eighteen dollars for a Caesar salad, and I went dressed. I went dressed as a French maid mm-hmm. because, like, I obviously like wasn't like doing drag then, but I still mm-hmm. wanted to like get dressed up, be like part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I remember it being like really fun, and I remember the bill coming for like all of us. It was like three hundred dollars, and when you're seventeen and your bill's three hundred dollars, oh my god, yeah, you're just like oh my god. I know. Oh god. I mean, I'm still that way. <laughs> yeah, same. Things have not changed. Yeah, I definitely think that we let the girl's boyfriend pay for most of it. So. Ah! <laughs> As you should, sugar, mo- sugar daddy. Yeah, oh, love that. Um, let's see. Um, I think we should take a break. Okay, we can. Take and a we're gonna break. find out. Everything about Vicky. Oh, oh no. Oh, we're gonna Can't wait. We're going to get, gonna get up close oh. and personal. Okay. I'm too sober for this. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. And we're back with oh Vicky. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's, Vicky. My, that's my Trixie Mattel. Oh, yeah, do your Trixie Mattel. Um, what? Yeah. It's woo with like three W's. Ready? Woo! I don't know if that's any good, but that's in my mind. That's, no, you do her laugh good. too. No, I, d- I can't do Trixie's laugh. Oh, okay. What's her laugh like? Is I don't even. Remember. I don't even. It's, know. it's very. Loud. I just do her honey. It's like ha, like it's like crazy. Oh no, I it's can't like, do that. Ah! I can try to do like Evie Oddly's laugh. Oh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good one. <laughs> As you can tell, we are definitely close friends. Yes. I, I so. Mean, I don't really know Caitlin that well. Well, but I'm not talking about Martyr. I'm talking about Vicky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into like how we met. Okay. So Do you kind of you kind of touched on how we met. What in um how you talked about how you used to always go to drag shows and mm-hmm. drag. Yes. But you weren't performing. You were no. just there looking really cute. Yeah. <laughs> so As I you rem- should. I remember meeting you at Rise Bar because I w- it was. Right before Aquarius, I think, had filmed Drag Race already. No, oh. we met. It was literally a week after I had won that celebrity impersonations competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came the next week and um, I whenever I would go to that show but by myself, I would yeah. always get a really good seat because there were all these tables in the front that were mm-hmm. usually occupied. But wherever there was like a single bar stool, I would just be like, can I join your table? Yeah. And that's where I met like a lot of my friends, that's actually. So was just like, can I sit at your table? And then I end up talking to the people and like, that's so brave. (laughs) I mean, a lot of times it would work out and Mm. I like talk to people and they'd be really friendly or if it didn't work out, then whatever. We just watch a show and that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> right. So I get there usually late because I'm going in drag yeah. and Caitlin's sitting like right at the front Always table. Always in the front. Always in the front. And uh, there was a single bar stool and I was just like, hey, girl, can I sit here? And you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew you were AFAB right away. Of course. I, I could just, you could. 
I don't know. I have good. I think my voice is like a giveaway as well. Well, your face You're is so very butch. round. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have a round Christina it, face. Like, like cis, <laughs> cis, um, cis male drag queens, they tend to have like very chiseled faces. You don't have that, right. obviously. And I was like, this is this girl is gorgeous. Oh, my God. What is she doing here? Oh, you you were you. dressed as pheromone. Yes. <laughs> and which will my get other into. go-to celebrity impersonation yeah, yeah which we'll get into for sure but i was like oh my god who is this and like i was doing hey queen social media at the time i was like girl i'm gonna throw you up on our social yeah because i was great. there to see aquaria because i was i was promoting aquaria before she got on drag race because yeah. i was like Ooh, i mean she was like a huge her. like social media star in new york yeah she was life personality in her own right before drag race yeah yeah but had she filmed drag race at that time no because because you know what oh god i'm gonna spill some tea but i remember at the we all suspected it because she had just turned 21 and like that february so we're all just like well she'll probably be on the next season plus i also recorded some of her performances for her audition tape Mm -hmm. like on her cell phone and um i remember at the end of the night someone who i'm not gonna say who basically told us like blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, oh yeah when aquaria goes on drag race and you and, oh, me, I remember and you that. and me looked at each other like yeah, what <laughs> well like aquaria so we was, knew yeah aquaria was rumored way before that's also why i was there because we knew aquaria it was oh it was a week like before drag race was gonna start filming. right because they started filming they were uh, filming in no they were filming in september because the day that all the queens left was the day of new york drag con yeah so oh. we when we met it was the end of july yeah we knew it was like about to happen yeah. we knew aquaria was gonna she basically like went MIA for a few weeks getting her prepared or yeah, whatever. Which mm. I mean that worked out for her, but like And then we never saw her again. No, just kidding. That's <laughs> honestly what that kinda happened. No, never she came of her. She, we saw her like a little bit like between filming and the Being show famous. airing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's mm. how we met. That's and how we you, met. And you loved Aquaria and I knew Aquaria forever ago. So mm-hmm. like I loved Aquaria too. So I think that's like So we beginning. went to some more shows after that. Yeah. Well like I usually go by myself and then like at the time you were going by yourself. Right. So it like made sense for us to go together. Honestly, like people like ask me like how you got into drag. But like one of the main reasons I like actually like went out to shows and started like doing drag like more actively is because I wanted to like meet friends. Yeah. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to like make friends who also like drag because as like a 30 one you know at the time a 31 year old woman who has like a lot of gay friends but i don't really have a lot of like female friends who are into drag like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a very small group of and i would bring some Mm. of my friends to the show i bring my sister to the show and like they had fun but it wasn't like they were not coming back every week with me they were crazy like we are yeah yeah i i think we we felt like a mutual love of drag yeah so so going out and like being in that space where you know you're you love drag and you're meeting other people who are there for a drag show show Mm -hmm. then like you have that um common interests and like it's easier to make friends when you have common interests um that was the beginning how did you meet i think we met at i think we met formally at carlos and tiffany's show at rock bar yes was that it yeah well we've talked we met for like one second at i think it was the was it the brooklyn ball too no it was before that i think it was the miss bk maybe i don't know yeah it was the miss bk pageant Uh um uh, because I I was there to support my friend, who shall not be named, <laughs> and and, I, and you were there, and I saw Carlos and Tiffany, and that's when I first was getting to know them, oh. and it was like me and the two of them were like the three like Manhattan queens, like our first time like at Metropolitan, and we're just and like, by the hey. way, who is Carlos and Tiffany? We we're just like oh, naming yeah, Carlos names. and Tiffany are two of my very close drag sisters. Same. Um, I just saw them yesterday. <laughs> they're they're such like fun, good people, and then again, I always see them to like. Talk some shit. Yeah, so we're talking about Carlos, the Uber driver, and Tiffany and mm. Coke. Yes, and they are a couple mm-hmm. who yeah. live together. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping to have them on soon. Yes. Maybe next episode, maybe. Hopefully. And talking. Carlos also is, like, very, very skilled wig designer. Yes. So yes. Carlos styles a lot of my wigs. My famous red wig that I wear too much um, is a Carlos wig. It's held up for six months now. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, my yeah. Mine hold, hold up so well. I wear yeah. mine all the time. Yeah. I get so many compliments. Yeah, same. And really, like... When Carlos started doing my my hair, like that's like I really felt like my drag getting stepped up. It was like mm-hmm. once I started it wearing really his hair, your, your drag did get elevated by so much when oh. that started happening. Yes, thank you, Carlos. Thank yeah. you, Carlos. Thank we you, love Tiffany. you. We love you. Um, and then we both competed in um drag 
Oh, yes. Yeah, we competed in Mardi Gras Cummings um, Ultimate Drag Pageant. Yes. This, that's uh, last summer. Last summer, yeah. right. That's uh, where we really got to, like, see each other mm-hmm. more frequently yeah, yeah. and, like, got to know each other more. And um, what a fun season. <laughs> I oh. loved it. <laughs> I did so well. I love Manhattan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, lo- I love drag in the summertime uh, in tea, July. Tea. I love going all the way to Harlow. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then we've just, I don't know, we just sort of see each other mostly through you, Caitlin. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the well, bringer it, of friends. How did you two meet? We talked oh, about, we talked the, about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about it on the first podcast. You, you didn't listen, Vicky? Wow, Vicky. I did, but girl, I smoke a lot of pop. <laughs> <laughs> My brain cells are not what we they used to be. We talked about it, I think, in the second episode. Did I don't we? know. We just, oh, we no. met. Was we, that Rock Bar? Yeah, no, it was Rock Bar. It yeah. was. It, we also met at Brooklyn Ball, which yeah. you were there, I was there. Yeah. Do you remember? You guys met through me, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now all you guys meet all through of me. Caitlin's friends, she met through me. Yeah. Oh, no, Tracy. I, no. Well, that's true. Tracy. <laughs> Martyr. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. That's actually true, actually. <laughs> okay, so now that we know how we all met, mm. since you are a Christina impersonator and you're one of the best like makeup artists, I feel like in New York City for Thank sure. You. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, over Martyr for sure. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it's right. She's right. She didn't have to say it, but she's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to like hear about your influences with your makeup, with your drag, all of it. Sure. Um, so, like I said, one of the first YouTube videos that I looked at for drag makeup was Naomi Small's tutorial, mm-hmm. and one of the only videos that I had found at the time was by this makeup artist named Lucy Garland who is another AFAB queen Mm -hmm. so like watching her do this drag makeup it definitely was like a like a boost of confidence like oh my god look at her Mm -hmm. she's doing it like I can do this but drag makeup and like girl makeup like Mm -hmm. like, I've been wearing makeup since I was 12 years old but I'm also like an illustrator like I draw a lot I especially draw a lot of like fashion illustrations and cartoons like I have a degree from FIT Mm -hmm. and um, you know I do have like a hand for drawing Mm -hmm. absolutely so I always liked makeup but it wasn't until I started watching these YouTube videos about drag makeup that I really um like thought of makeup as more of like drawing than I did just like making myself like look better, like hiding my bags under my eyes or Mm -hmm. like putting on some mascara. Like I really like saw like how you can transform your face using makeup. And uh, so I, 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 I feel like it's like almost therapeutic. Like there are a lot of times where I'll just sit and I'll do drag makeup, even if I'm not going out just to kind of practice and try new techniques. And, it's like I put the phone away, I put my music on, and I just kind of, I feel like I'm drawing, but I'm just doing it on my face rather than on paper. I've heard that before. I think Sasha Valor says it in her uh, YouTube video after the season aired. She was like, if you know how to do, like, drawing or, like, f- uh, cartooning, like, you, your makeup it, uh, skills improve because you know how shadows work, basically. Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at a lot of my, like, sketches before I started doing drag, Mm -hmm. you look at the faces of my sketches Mm -hmm. and they look like my drag face now. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. very a Pearl kind of situation because Pearl did similar, like, sketching and then turning into that character. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, you are a Christina impersonator, but on your Instagram, you've done a lot of, like, drag race queen, Mm -hmm. like, makeup. Yeah. Like, you did... My favorite one is the Bianca Del Rio oh, one yeah. <laughs> because it literally looks like Bianca Del Rio. Like it, you can't tell me that's not Bianca. I shook myself doing that face. It's really crazy too when I would do like other people's beats. Like uh, I would do the beat and I'd be like, okay, still looks like me. Still looks like me. Okay, it's coming along. Okay, I can see. I can see Bianca. I could. And then once the face is done and like the hair and like costumes on, I'm looking at myself. I'm like. This is scary. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a face swap in real life. Yeah, I totally recommend checking out Vicky's Instagram. It's crazy, like the ones that you've done. Yeah, I think that my Sharon Needles one is really underrated because uh, the, I, th- I think that one came out really good. I don't, what what wig were you wearing with that? Um, I, It was like a blonde Sharon moment. Oh, oh I know yeah. what you're talking about. Because um, I had this like great like flyer for her Halloween show at the Beachman Theater, mm-hmm. and I just like had kept it forever. And I kept looking at that picture, and she had that blonde hair, and she had like a black, almost like a blazer like top on so i like recreated that um and like that you know 
it really did look like Sharon, but the Bianca one, I think, blew up more because Bianca actually commented oh, on it. Oh, did she? Yeah. I don't oh, shit. That. Yeah, she commented on <laughs> it. I screenshotted it. It was, I forget what it said, but it was, it really, was like something it was nice. Funny and like sarcastic, but uh, like really nice. Very like, Bianca. I was so excited. <laughs> I like literally, I remember so seeing the comment and like, like shooting straight up in my bed, like, oh my God, is this real? <laughs> oh my God, I know. That's, That's like so the crazy. moment Christina liked my picture. Oh, right. Oh my God. I didn't even see, th I didn't even get the I notification. I yeah. was like, because cause at, at this point, like, I don't even have my notifications turned on. Smart, yeah. Um, She's I'll an just Instagram influencer. Not <laughs> even. I'm a, I'm a micro You're influencer. You're a micro influencer. But I'll like go through my likes mm. and it says Christina and it has a little blue check mark next to it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and Who? then I clicked on the account and it was actually her and That's I was so like crazy. is this real and then people started commenting like Christina liked it Christina Aww. liked it and I was like oh my god <laughs> whoever runs her Instagram account knows I I'm know. alive <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not her it's definitely like her gate intern but I still fully enough. appreciated That's every enough. second of it well like the funny thing is like you do pheromone impersonation oh yeah and then you both you and farrah both do christina, christina impersonation yeah. so that's so funny to me and like farrah's kind of obsessed with you i should have just renamed myself as farrah aguilera <gasps> like that should have been that my drag been oh great. my god that's great oh, man. <laughs> I, I still want you and farrah to just go on tour together oh, to, like, I, know. I would love that or even if we just like have some serendipitous moment where she's in new york and like someone books us for the same show like not that that will ever happen but like i don't know like know. i would love love that can you do a farah moan oh yes. yeah is, like, <laughs> i don't want to do this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this is hard <laughs> oh my god i love farah and uh, i just I, o I only like like make fun or like tease because i love her so much yeah. like i would never dress up as a queen repeatedly if i didn't like them yeah or didn't like love them and i i love her she's definitely a big influence for me mm -hmm. yeah um because First of all, because she does Christina, but also I love her makeup. Yeah. I've definitely like um, watched a lot of her YouTube videos or her Cosmo mm. Queens video and and um, looked at like her beauty product recommendations and have used some of those. And yeah, she's great at makeup. Amazing. Gorgeous queen. Gorgeous. So yeah. nice, too. So, yeah. So Pheromone knows who you are. Yeah. You're, you're out and about town. I always love to ask queens like what like if anything ever crazy happened to them either in drag or out in the scene while drag was <laughs> happening. I'm sure you have tons of stories like I'd love to hear one of them. Well, the thing is like when I think the most crazy stories that happened to me when I was still like y a young baby queen getting into the drag scene um, at this point now, I just, like, try to consider myself professional. So, like, I go in, I do the show, and then, I, like, I leave. Like, sometimes I'll hang out. But, like, like some of the craziest shit I saw was, when, like, when I first started, like, <laughs> getting to, like, discovering the drag mm -hmm. scene. Um, the one time that left me gagged, like, in particular, um, was not at a show that I was, like, doing. It was just a show that I was attending. Mm -hmm. And it was this very popular bar in Hell's Kitchen. I'm not going to, like, give away names no, of fine. the places <laughs> or queens or whatever, but... Um, it was a very popular bar in Hell's Kitchen, and there was this queen performing there, and she had never performed there before. It was her first time performing, and it will be her last probably. Yeah. Um, but she was—I th mean, I thought she was great. Like, I loved her first number, um, but I did notice that there was like a like a group of like rowdy drunks at like the table next to me. But like, they were tipping, they were being loud. Um, and like, I mean, an obnoxious, uh, obnoxious audience member, there's like nothing worse than an obnoxious audience member who like wants attention. Yep. But Always. like as a professional queen, you should know how to handle that situation, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so this queen was dance, was like, you know, performing and coming out into the audience, getting her tips. And then there was like a drunk audience member who was like started dancing with her mm -hmm. um and it was a woman who was like probably about my size like you know kind of a small very drunk woman just like living her best life dancing with this drag queen and the drag queen pushed her <gasps> out of the way Donna. but this woman like fell to the floor and smacked her head on a bar stool oh my god and like the biggest gag was that the entire room just went <gasps> <laughs> like i've never seen a show so 
stop the way it did at that moment. Record the queen, scratch. The, yeah, record scratch. And the queen kept going. Like, just like, I'm the queen. This is my show. I could assault audience oh members. <laughs> and just kept going. And literally everyone, no, nobody tipped her after that. Everyone was just like eyes wide, mouth agog. And then at the end of her number, someone was started apologize apologize because they knew what she had done yeah. yeah it was fucked up yeah and i was like truly gagged so uh, after that number i was like i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah, um, but that was like one of the most gag worthy thing gag worthy things i've ever seen one of the most gag worthy things that happened to me was um i was out at um this was not in the city this was in new jersey at a new jersey venue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i was at a very popular pageant and it was like a big venue so there was lots of people like yeah and since it was like it's like one of the biggest events of the whole year uh. it's like a much bigger crowd than they normally have mm-hmm. um and i the, the friends that i were with were just like feeding me drinks like here's another drink yeah. here's another drink here's another drink so i was like i was drunk but i wasn't mm. being like rowdy i was very respectful and i was in drag that night mm-hmm. too mm. Um, but I had first, I had been first starting out. So like, I looked like a hot mess, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I was still trying my best at the time. So I had gotten up to go to use the restroom. So I went up, I had to go through all these people, got to the bathroom. And then as I was coming back, they're like, no, 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 you can't go this way. Um, you have to go all the way around to the other side through all the people. And I was just like, I was like, but I, but my friends are over here and like trying to explain to the security guard, like, just let me in, you yeah. know, my, like my seat's right here. And, um, the manager of this bar, the guy who's like the head of all the bookings, like he thought he was like the RuPaul of this New Jersey yeah. drag bar, um, came up behind me and pushed me <gasps> like out of the way, like pushed me so hard that I fell like right off my heels uh. and like, I was like, like I was shook by it. I was oh, really Jesus. upset. I just felt like, like get out of the way, you piece of trash. Like you're nobody. Like uh. by this like forty, sorry, fifty or sixty year old like dude uh. who thought he was like the shit. And I was like so upset by it that I like, I left all my friends. I like, Aww. like I was like, cr- I was like crying for like so long. I literally almost quit drag that night because I felt like, I just felt like horrible and none of my friends had like seen it so they all thought i was like exaggerating or being dramatic Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. one of the girls that did see it like stood up for me and she's like no he really pushed vicky really hard that's fucked up yeah well he's known as like his nickname is the drag nazi uh so clearly his reputation precedes him that's awful yeah like that's definitely like a hard moment i feel like there's a lot of hard moments doing drag it, in New York, in New Jersey area. I'm sure in New Jersey more than New York. Well, I, n- I never, I will never, like, perf- I will never perform there. No, I don't blame you. Yeah, I want to. Have you ever had, like, other types of hardships, like, as a performer in New York? Oh, my God. Less, like, two weekends ago. Well, not that. This was also not in New York. This was back at that same New Jersey place. Um, I just went there out of drag just to, like, have some drinks with my friends. Mm-hmm. And some of the, one of my friends was, like, talking to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, like, um my friend would like love to have you do her show, but they're not going to pay you because you're a bio queen. And I was just like, okay, well I'm not going to do the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, just like as long as you treat me with the same level of respect, like I, like I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not a baby queen anymore. Like I've been doing drag for years. I've won titles. I'm a professional working queen in Manhattan. And like, Mm -hmm. I expect to be treated that way. Yeah. And you should, regardless of what's between my legs. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of like AFAB femme performers have like a lot of difficulty all over the country, not just here. Mm. Like yeah. getting like recognition, getting respect. I mean, most of them don't even know where to start. Like I can't yeah. even tell you how many DMs I get being like, I'm a woman, I love drag, I wanna do drag, where do I start? Where do I start? And I'm lucky enough that I do live in New York where it's like such a diverse group and there's so many opportunities for you know, young drag starting out drag queens and all different kinds of drag queens yeah. um, and drag performers that, you know, I did have a place to start. I did have people who could kind of guide me to like what I should be doing and where I should be going. But a lot of people, um, 
around the country even around the world too like yeah. it's not just like new york don't have I, that yeah like i know like queens in like san diego they like have a hard time and that's like a big city like yeah it's all over yeah. i feel like it's happening everywhere where the, it's just no one's getting opportunities or respect because of what's between their legs and mm-hmm. what type of drag they want to do yeah we're gonna take a little break, yeah. but before we're, I think we're gonna talk about some of your highlights of your career oh, hell yeah. oh, and sure. some of your favorite parts. But we're gonna take a little the break right parts. now. The same parts. <laughs> the same hey, parts. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wig. Did you just say wig? Wig. Okay. And they were roommates. Oh my god! Hi, welcome hey, back. Hey, welcome <laughs> back. Uh, what? That was such a funny story. Oh my god, there. Vicky! Thank you for telling us. Oh yeah. shit! I didn't record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Um, this so is why we have nine listeners. I know, right? <laughs> 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 um, getting back to Vicky, we talked about some of the, your harder t- times in drag, but what are your some what are your some of your best moments in drag, especially in New York? Well, um, I think definitely one of the best moments I've had in drag was winning um, Drag Wars All Stars last year. So. Um, like I mentioned before, Drag Wars is a weekly comp- drag competition for like baby queens, younger mm. queens to kind of get their feet wet in the New York scene. Held at Pieces Bar. Held at Pieces Bar. Um, hosted by one of my favorite drag queens of all time, Shaquita. Um, and, you know, I it's it's the queens that do the competition take it very seriously. And there is so much talent there that to win just like the regular drag wars is really difficult because it's judged based off of audience applause and people really like turn out for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't even know that they had like an all stars every year. Um, So when she was like, okay, well she's making a big deal of announcing the, the contestants. So I didn't, I didn't even like know that this was like a big thing. Um, and I was one of the first contestants. I was like one of the first four contestants that she announced. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like I like barely win regular drag wars. So (laughs) to be like included in the all stars, like I was really excited, but I kind of thought I was like out of my league a little bit because of especially all the other Queens that were competing there, like Queens that had been winning for like weeks and weeks and weeks who Mm -hmm. had friends that came all the time that could Mm -hmm. know how to do the pussy splits and the backflips and all kinds of shit that I was just like, I have no chance, you know? (laughs) So I, I worked like really hard on like, just, I just wanted to like hold my own, you know, I didn't Mm want to be like, I didn't want to be competing with all these Queens and be like the one that like sucked. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, my strengths are my looks, my strengths are my Christina. So I played to my strengths. I like made all my costumes from scratch. I like, I like definitely looked to like Queens that like inspire me, such as like Sasha Velour Mm -hmm. and like her use, like her really smart use of like props and song choices. And, um, I kind of brought that into my performances um then I, uh, what i like about that is that you do it very subtly i know what your references are but that's only because i'm insane right but like you're so subtle about it it's like so smart you like kind of take it and like twist it and make it vicky deville yeah well if you, you like if you just copy someone like and like people have seen it already yeah like you want to like you want to be like inspiration and yeah. like put your twist on it and like make it personal to your drag and like that's when it comes across as like that's you know. what i do i just get clocked for it <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like that's what separates like an average queen with someone who's like smart and gonna go far in yeah. the industry so um you know it, w- it was a long road to like the finale so it's tw- it was 12 queens Six compete the first week, six compete the second week. Um, and the f- each round of semifinals, the two, there are two that advanced to the finals. So there was four at the finals. Mm-hmm. So um, I was the first round of semifinals. Mm-hmm. And that was by drink tickets. Um. So uh, I was there for that. Yeah. So it, it was judged based off of drink ticket votes. You buy a drink, you vote for the queen you like. Mm-hmm. So I was the last person in the lineup because I think they went in alphabetical order. So oh, I, I was gotcha. like the sixth person and then we do two numbers. So the first number that I did, I was like the last of the, all of the Queens to go. And mm-hmm. I did probably the best number I've ever done in my entire drag career. Agreed. It Aww. was uh, fighter by Christina. Cute. Iconic. It's and, so good. And it was the first time I'd done a wig reveal. Um, and it was, I was just like, so f- like, 
focused. <laughs> I was just so focused. And like the audience was just so lit too that they yeah. were so into it. it. Like being in the audience watching you do that number, like everyone was just like shook. just just like the feeling after I did that first number was almost as good as like when I actually won. Is so, there video? Yes, there's video. Yeah, okay. there's yeah. video. Okay. Um, I think shout it's on out, Instagram. shout out to uh, David Howe, yes. Captain Wonder, Captain Wonder, Instagram, who is the best drag videographer that I know. Agreed. And he has a great video of it on his Instagram. Okay, I can yeah. show it to you. Okay, please. Um, but I remember Aja was in the audience and she was like losing her shit. Yeah, like, she you could, could hear, not you could hear her screaming <laughs> the entire video. Like, oh, it's so funny. That's so like, cute. Yeah! And then yeah. I remember a point where, like, after the wig came off, she was like, fuck you. <laughs> or, like, I don't know if she said that, but someone said it. It was either it. her or Candy. It was like hysterical. One of them. Like, I, I live for it. So um, they counted all the votes at the end of the first semifinals, and everyone got, like, 30, 35 votes. And I got, like, 67. Yes, bitch. So I, like, I <laughs> Well, was, like, like, we were wow. also, like, just drinking, like, crazy. Yeah. And I'm not, like, but a big drinker. Like, but, like, it wasn't just my friends who had no, voted. No, it wasn't. Because no, it wasn't. the audience must have liked it because there's no way I could have gotten almost 70 votes just on, no, like, the few no people way. that came but from But I was me. drinking a lot in your honor. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I had advanced to the finale. And at this point, I was like, wow, like, I have a, a good chance of winning this. And the pr- I felt the pressure. The pressure was on. And, um, yeah, so at the end of, you know, at the finale when they're doing the crowning, there's like the top three and I'm just like, oh my God, like I have a chance of actually winning this. I'm like, but I don't know. I don't know if she's going to crown me because, you know, I'm a woman and Mm. and I don't, people will think that it's unfair or Mm. God knows what, but I ended up winning and it was like, I was just so like proud of myself, like all of the hard work I had put into it. I was just, I felt like validated. I felt like it was just like definitely like the highlight of like my drag career. And then also like, because I won that, I got to do the Shaquita show, which was like amazing. Um, Like she like treats her guests like royalty, you know, she, she's such a great performer. So to be able to share the stage with her was like, such a privilege like i would come back anytime and do the show yeah. <laughs> um that was really great so that that was and then some other highlights like obviously like i had a great time performing at bushwig that was so much mm. fun that was cute um i had a, a cute little interview for gay times magazine yeah. um, a little interview yeah no it was girl, like girl you were like the cover girl no, i wasn't no i was not on the cover but <laughs> it was like a, the cover it was a really big two-page spread which yeah. is really nice and wesley made me my fabulous reflective 3d star dress that we're looking at right now yeah it's, it's, literally, a, it's literally like a sculpture it's yeah, like it's a, really it's gorgeous. a someone needs to call the met because honestly <laughs> it belongs in like the camp yeah it's honestly. really amazing Dang. and it's so gorgeous. um and then winning my glam award was another Ooh. like great moment <laughs> we for definitely me. need to talk about the glam awards it was a, i feel like th- there's been so many like parts of the glam awards like the glam awards continue like the your dress legacy continues. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that if you want. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we could totally get. And into everyone else asked me about it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> well, let's let's first of all talk about like winning the Glam Awards yeah. as a new queen on the scene. Right. You won. Yeah, that's well, I won the scene queen. You award. won the scene yes, queen. <laughs> the queen on the scene. Yes. yes. No, that was that was amazing, especially because the Scene Queen Award was like a public vote. Yes. Oh. Um. So. And it, l- who did you beat out? Well, I beat Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> I beat Amanda before. Gag. <laughs> um. Well, no, because um, Amanda's won many Glam Awards. She's yeah. been nominated in like a million categories a million award. times. Amanda's like, a human version of a Glam Award. Right. And for these Glam Gee. Awards, you really have to like campaign for them. You yep. do absolutely. So it's just like. You know, at, at that at this point in her career, she's you know she's established. She doesn't, she doesn't need <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, as a queen starting out, like a lot of times you get asked, like, what are your titles? Like, so to like win things like this, it's definitely good for your like drag yeah, resume. Yeah. So um, I campaigned for scene queen, and um, you know my friends and my Insta family, and my Facebook family, they all came through and voted for me. Yeah. Um, and I and I knew it was going to be a big special night. Um, just as like a celebration of New York nightlife and its diversity and mm-hmm. like people working so hard. And it's huge. The Glamours I remember used to be much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. It has grown every single year. It's like gigantic now. Yeah. Cherry Jubilee does an amazing job every year of putting together this award show. And um, this year was hosted by Bob, the drag queen and Peppermint. So I just knew it was going to be a very special night. So 
I was working obviously with one of my, my drag dad, Wesley. He's like the most amazing designer I've ever met in my life or known like ever. He's just incredible. Um, and, and I trust him for whatever ideas he has, whatever he wants to do. He'll tell me these like crazy ideas, like the star dress, like I'm going to make this dress where there's like all these stars shooting out of you. It's going to be all pleated tool. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, (laughs) (laughs) good luck. And then he does it and you're just like, wow, it's like incredible. So he had this idea. He's like, I've really been wanting to make a chandelier dress. And I think that, you know, the glam awards is like the perfect opportunity for you to wear it. A lot of people will see it. And it's like, I want to have like real candles that flicker, and um, I was like, whatever you want to do, just do it. Like, I trust you. Just design whatever you want. And he's like, well, you know, uh, Moschino did a chandelier dress a couple of years ago. And he showed me the picture. Mm-hmm. And we both agreed that we hated it. Ooh. We hated <laughs> the materials used. Mm-hmm. We didn't like the silhouette. There was like, it was black. And there was like burnt ends on the bottom. Oh. And just like I've seen it. And I hate it. And just well. like the ch- like the chains like on the chest they were just very they were just like vertical chains and like the i don't know what it's called but the 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 pieces that hold up the candles Mm -hmm. like the arms i guess they were looked like they were made of these like upholstery cording kind of i don't know we didn't we both agreed that we love the idea the concept of a chandelier dress but Mm -hmm. we did not want to do anything like the moschino dress Mm -hmm. so Wesley like sent me a couple sketches. I was like, great, wonderful, just go for it. And he literally made this dress in like a week. Shit. Because I had given him the date for the Glam Awards, but he didn't <laughs> he didn't read my message. And uh. and then like a couple weeks before, I'm like, um, am I gonna have to go to this thing naked? Like, are you making me this dress? And he was like, Oh shit. And like literally made it in like a week. Okay. Shit. And it's a beautiful dress. It's very heavy. It's made of all glass. We're currently um, sitting next to it. Yes, we're, we're also yeah, it's looking, at, like we're ne- looking at two of Wesley's dresses. Yeah, like, next these to are. Each I other. mean, all my stuff's in my apartment, but mm. this thing is like cr- propped up on a chair with like a pillow inside because I don't have a form for it. It's so gorgeous. Um, it's and yeah, it's so cute. like literally, like the yeah, it's too. beautiful. Like the color, just uh, it's like a beautiful dress. It's so heavy. It was very uncomfortable to wear. I love you, Wesley. It fits me great, but you know, <laughs> the, it, be, it being so heavy the straps like were like almost like cutting my through my skin by mm. the end of the night just like because i had i wore it the entire night and yeah. it was a long night a very long um night. and one of the c- candle holders was like bobbling it's a very it's very fragile it's like a yeah. fragile dress so i did like anyone that bumped into me i, w- I would have cut them with one of my glass pieces yeah. just, like, don't, there's real glass don't touch right. me don't look don't like don't look at me don't <laughs> look at me and all of the um candles are battery remote operated mm-hmm. so we didn't want the battery to die so we would turn them on and off there's literally zippers on the sides of the dress so i could stand up and sit down and not like wrinkle it or whatever mm-hmm. so it was just just a beautiful dress and um i won my award which was amazing so i went up on stage everyone saw it um it was photographed uh and it was at at the time it was my most liked instagram photo mm-hmm. it must have had like um over 5400 likes oh, and you were a top toots and Yuwa Hamasaki. Yuha? Yuha? <laughs> Yuha? I always think um, of U-Haul. That's what you keep saying. She, bo- <laughs> she um, posted her bootleg fo- fashion oh. photo review. That has now been cease and desist. Really? Well, it's just called bootleg opinions now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, anyway, she was. I was her top toot, so it was like a, a video that had been seen many times on YouTube. Um, and you know, and you could, and on Instagram, you could see like your insights and it had been saved. The video, the, the post had been saved over 200 times. It was just like, it was the, it kind of went low key viral. Well, the reach was like much greater than like anything, anything else I'd ever posted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, it was seen. Okay. (laughs) Are you Um, saying you're a scene? I am the scene queen. I was seen. (laughs) I was seen in that dress. (laughs) So fast forward. Uh, to the Met Gala. To the first Monday in May, (laughs) where I was very excited because I love this theme of camp. Uh, I was very excited that RuPaul was going to be there. I was excited that we were going to see Aquaria and Violet and drag queens on the red carpet. For the first time in history. I was excited to see Lady Gaga. I was like, I was really, I was literally sitting home watching the red carpet 
And um, I was getting ready because my friend had a show in, uh, in Hell's Kitchen that mm. I was getting ready for. So I was watching, and I, and once I saw Aquaria on the red carpet, I was like, I saw Lady Gaga, I saw Aquaria, and I was like, okay, I can leave now because mm-hmm. anything else, I'll see it on the internet later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the subway. I'm on my way to this show. I'm literally about to walk in through the door mm-hmm. and my phone starts blowing up like insane, like insane amount of mentions in their Instagram story ads, texts. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And my friend, my close friend had texted me and just said, Katy Perry is wearing your dress. And like, and like took a picture of the TV and it was uh, like my heart just like sunk to my butt. Cause it was almost like an exact copy of, the dress that Wesley had made me mm-hmm. like I was like gagged and like clearly I was not the only one that thought this because there yeah. are times where I'm just like Caitlin did this person copy me <laughs> Caitlin am I crazy this person copy me and usually it's a stretch but this was not a stretch, not a stretch. no my first thought when I saw that I was like oh my god Vicky and then <laughs> like, I was just like please don't tell me it's Moschino please don't tell me it's Moschino and of course it was Moschino mm-hmm. so I knew immediately that like even if I pleaded my case nobody was gonna take me seriously because Mm. of his previous chandelier dress Mm. um and it was awful because like so many people were like messaging me about it that i i had to make a statement Mm -hmm. so i so i was like i gotta do a side by side and i'm like this is not gonna end well i'm like but you know what i'm gonna stand up for my designer i'm gonna stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say something and i i this i still believe it to this day so i said um I didn't say anything nasty. I was just like, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. But, you know, (laughs) tag your inspirations, girl, or like give some credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that that, you know, people were responding. So mostly at first it was like people who follow me. So Mm. everyone was in agreement. But like, honestly, and then, then it was the Moschino fans being mm. like, girl, you're crazy. Like, ugh, what do you know about fashion? They did it first. Like, <laughs> blah, yeah, blah, they blah. did it first. Oh, it's this fall 16. I wanted to be like, what do I know about fashion? I'm sorry. I have a BFA from the from FIT in fashion design. And <laughs> I've been working as a professional fashion designer for the last 11 years in New York City. What do I know about fashion? But come on. Clearly, I do know something about fashion. And so does Wesley. He was on Project Runway. He went to FIT with me. Like, we're not like idiots, okay? Mm-hmm. So... Once it first, it w- then it was first the Moschino fans attacking me, and then it was the Katy Perry fans starting to attack me. And this went on for over 400 comments. Oh my god! It was <laughs> reposted on Perez Hilton. It was reposted on some Katy Perry, Katy Perry, hello, <laughs> Katy Perry fan page. So it was just like an influx of like haters, and they're mm. just like, "Who are you? Who are you?" And I'm like, "Who am I? I'm the fucking bitch that Katy Perry copied. You wish you were me, okay?" <laughs> So well, the thing is, Moschino has, like, a history of taking other people's designs. So that's the thing. People yeah. kept saying, like, well, Moschino did the chandelier dress. There was a chandelier dress in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Like, yes, the concept of doing a chandelier dress has been done. Yeah. But the actual design elements, mm-hmm. the materials used, the color length silhouette, that was all just straight copied from us. Like, mm. if you look at, like... Like we use glass arms to like hold up the candles. Mm. We used like the shape of the crystals that hang from the candles. They were all the same, mm. the color, the length. And, you know, I immediately freaked out, called Wesley and he was just so like, he, he was not freaking out as much as I was. Let's just say that. Like <laughs> I was the one freaking out the most and he was being very like calm, collected about it. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I stood up for, for what happened and whatever, like Katy Perry got so much press from it. Yeah. You it, know, it, it she really got a lot of praise, with her, you know, like it has nothing to do with her. No. And it turns out that one, that the designer wasn't Jeremy Scott. It was some New York based designer who works for Moschino, mm-hmm. who is involved in New York nightlife, who oh. like, where do you think designers get their inspirations from? From social media, especially for from Pinterest, camp. from you know things that they see drag on the internet, queen. from yeah. drag queens for camp. Hello, yeah, like yeah. Mm. So whatever. I think it's like it's like one of the pitfalls of just working in nightlife industry. Like people are gonna just steal your stuff, right? And like you know when it comes, like, you know we're you know it's not you can't sue over like art. I think no, yeah, it's not like you didn't patent that dress, right? Yeah. So it's not copyrighted, yeah. Fashion's very hard to copyright. I just, (laughs) I'm just happy that people 
did see it and mm-hmm. thought of me. You know, yeah. I'm just glad that there, oh, there are I people out there that it, like yeah. there are people that I don't even like that I don't even know them personally and they still stood up for me mm. and like it's stuff like that that I appreciate that I was just that like I'm very thankful for. And I mean, you got on more people's radar, so mm-hmm. even if they're on their shit list, you're still getting right? attention. I yeah, like, I mean, that's like press. Press. all the people that were commenting on it. I was just like, I don't give a shit what you say. Say, just keep commenting on it. The more you comment on it, the more people are gonna see it. Yeah. Yes. So our social media queen. Being you know, queen. my favorite quote from Andy Warhol. It's like, don't even read what they write about you. Just measure it in inches. Back in like newspaper days, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh I was like, yeah. what are we measuring? Caitlin went um, into uh, a d- yeah, dirty place. <laughs> a very dirty place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was lovely, Vicky. Yeah. Thank you for talking to us. Oh, of course. Thank you. Our I, out you podcast. are the perfect first guest for us. I Aww. agree. It was such a fun time yeah. being with no, you. I just love talking about myself. So I mean, great. Uh, that's I why mean, we started honestly, this. We, me and Vicky <laughs> talk about you all the time. <laughs> Caitlin's my drag therapist. Yeah. Like Good. I just get texts at all times of the day. I know. Everything. I'm just like, maybe I should ask her about herself every once in a while, but back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any upcoming projects you want to talk about? Yes. So um, I'm currently doing Queen of the Ride with Shaquita. Um, so we have three rides in June. So if you go to experiencetheride.com, you can find out the dates that we're doing that. Use discount code RIDEVICKY for $15 off. We can put that in the show notes. Yeah, yes. we totally will. And That's I will, a good discount. I also will be appearing at Aussie Fest in Central Park this summer. Cute. Yay. Yes, so that's going to be really, really fun. Um, more details to come. I will post them on my Instagram, which you can follow me at Vicky DeVille and also on Twitter at Ms. Vicky DeVille. Ooh, Ooh. Ms. Your, your Twitter is cute. I, I think mean, people should follow it. It's just like my most random thoughts. I'm not one of those social justice warriors that are just like, Fem Dragon Salad. Like, I'm not like that at all. I'm just kind of like, all these people on the subway are so annoying. Uh, I'm the same way. <laughs> 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 uh, the real issues. The real <laughs> issues. The real issues. The real issues. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on you, our Vicky. show. Thank you, Vicky. I hope you wigged you. out a little bit with us. Yeah. There's so many wigs in the apartment. There's a lot of wigs. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, pheromone Christina wigs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. I'm your host, Martyr. And I'm C. Tepper. And we'll catch you later because we're (gasps) wigging out. Bye. So I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me at at C-T-E-P-P-E-R on Instagram. And you can also check out my book, The State of Drag, available on Amazon only for 99 cents and all proceeds go to charity. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or dick pics, you can send them at DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Artwork for Wigging Out came from Glitter Baby Online. You can find them on Instagram at Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.